Before we start today's show, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Cynthia at Honor Athletics. She's awesome. She certainly is. And you can reach her at 770-945-5150 for all your karate needs. Or you can uh, look on the web and find her there, honor-athletics.com. Or in the show notes and click the link. And do not forget to use the term Wildcat Dojo as you're checking out for your 10% discount. Thanks to you guys for all your support. And now, on with the show. This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Welcome back. I'm Sensei Michelle. I'm Sensei Jackie. I'm Sensei Lydia. Sensei Lydia was just on the show recently, so you can listen to our episode on poisons and hear more about her. She's been on so many times, we've decided to have her introduce herself from now on. Yes. Today's episode is one of our most fun kinds. We're doing our letter episode. That is where we take words and start with a certain letter. And we relate them to things that are karate oriented. Ooh, perfect. Perfect. That's exactly what's going to happen. So it could be a specific karate word, or it could be a word that just makes us think of something karate related. Or every day, because karate imitates life. It's a, it's a, a yin-yang circle. It imitates karate, imitates That's life. That's, That's it. it. It's never-ending. Parallels, shadows, whatever you want to say there. All right. Today's letter is? Today's letter is the letter N. Us. And before we get going, we'll just remind you guys that at the end of the show, we will search what the grown-up dictionaries say about our words and compare it to what we think Really, that has turned out to be one of my favorite parts. It's been so interesting for me because frequently I learn a new meaning for the word that I thought I knew really well. And almost always I find out that grown-up definitions are total snooze. Not at all interesting. (laughs) No, they're not. Connotation is much more fun. As are we. (laughs) There you go. Let's see what's going to happen when we get started. And you, in an homage to Landon, are going to start me out, correct? Sensei Jackie? That is correct. I know that if Landon were here, he'd start with a karate weapon. And so I think I am starting today with the N-word nunchaku. Nunchaku uh, or nunchucks as the uh, everybody everybody else calls them. Yeah, everybody calls them that. Nunchucks are such an interesting weapon. They're fascinating to use and sometimes a little bit difficult to use because it will attack you before it attacks someone else, until you have uh, worked on the dexterity with it. But the, the the construction of the weapon itself, we say that each stick is 14 inches long. And but they can come 12. They can come 12 or they can come 10. They can come really any length. But the ones we use in the dojo are about 14 inches. And in, in uh, Goju Federation, we have them tied together with some sort of a rope. You can find them online or wherever you shop for your nunchucks, also with a uh, metal chain uh, unifier. We call it a hemo. Yes, we do. And uh, we first brought nunchucks up in our Kabuto weaponry episodes. So we'll tag that episode down at the bottom for you guys so you can listen back to it. Hopefully V1, because there were a few episodes on Kabuto weapons. That's true. And I'm going to disagree with your um, sometimes can be difficult to learn. I think nunchucks take a serious amount of repetition to become dexterous with. And also, it's the weapon that taught me in physical dexterity that consistency is so important. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. It's difficult to master. And, you know, you could really hurt yourself because any weapon is dangerous in the in, in the hands of somebody who's not trained to use it because it can turn around and bite you. But um, when used properly and trained properly it is definitely, definitely an effective weapon. And the nice thing about it is you can walk around with it and hide it and uh, no one will know that you have it. Although in a lot of states, they are against the law. Yes, they are. In our state, Florida, they are not. But in a lot of states, they are. Right. Also, harking back to Master Collegian's days under Master Joe Hess, Master Joe Hess was at that time a teacher of the police departments. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he used to teach the police departments with Master Collegian as an assistant was how the nunchuck can be used. And I'm taking this term right out of Master Collegian's mouth as an alternative to deadly force even though it's most well-known for its deadly force properties. So it's most widely known for its swinging and its smashing of bones and so on and so forth. But because of the string, it can capture an arm or another body part, even a leg. And then you can kind of subdue the person without using deadly force. So literally the term that was originally taught to me from Master Collegian, but through Master Joe Hess, was alternatives to deadly force. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that kind of rides under the radar with the Chucks, that people don't really remember that and or realize it, how great it is at that. True. True. And and I do think, um, I'm not sure if it was in the book, The Dojo, or if it was in Master Hess's book, where there was a discussion of how the police force would be so much stronger if they could use nunchucks because it would be both the alternative to deadly force and deadly force and the, the same weapon in their hand, they wouldn't have to consider. Yes. You know, sitting here thinking about Chucks, I'm realizing that, like I've said before, there are some things better learned from a human being than there are from YouTube and books. Don't you guys agree with that? I agree Some with that. things, yes, yes. And although you can find a lot of good books out there on nunchucks, I think um, Richard Kim might have one. Oh, he definitely has one. And of course, Master Hess has one. Yes. And Fumio Demura has one too. That's right. Which I actually have that book. That was uh, That's a great book and it's got a lot of pictures and a lot of examples and everything on how to use them and how to hold them. And, you know, it, it, it's just a marvelous, marvelous book. But there are, there are a lot of uh, books out there on nunchucks. Yes. But I can't explain to you enough how great it is to have somebody with you who can help you along the way as opposed to you just fighting this out on your own with a YouTube video and a piece of paper with a picture on it, right? Exactly. But don't you think, Sensei, that the reason that we wait so long to teach nunchucks in our style of karate is that it takes focus and it takes patience and a person needs to earn that by showing that he has both focus and patience before he puts a pair of nunchucks in his hand. And a tad of maturity, too. I think you guys' points are very well taken. And so I'm going to go on the other side of the coin here and say, this is not my view, but a view that a lot of dojos use now is if you give people really cool things at a young Q age, at a young karate age, then it gives them more time with that thing and they can become better and better with it as they age. To be honest with you, I'm, I was raised by Master Collegian, so I don't have a problem with the way we think, which is everything is earned. It's not just everything out of the shoot, take what you want and don't take what you don't want. But I can see how another dojo would take that stand. Can't you guys? Sure. There, I can there, see there are plenty that do. 
Sure. And our style starts with uh, the short sticks, Kali or Eskrima sticks as the first weapon. The bow is the second, the sai as the third, and then the nunchuck is the last weapon of your of your under black belt years. Right. And with those four weapons alone will keep you busy for a very, very long time. Yeah. Maybe a very one, long time. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll discuss all the weapons that are available in our system at Black Belt, but not today, okay? That's the same. All right. So that one was for you, Landon. So the segue I'm going to use on this and see how it works for you is the first day you get your nunchucks, right? Yeah. So it's new and that's my word. Yes. You are so excited until the end of that day. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Totally agree. At the end of that day, you're like, what did I sign up for here? Because your fingers ache, your forearms ache. And you've got a, little, a couple of bone bruises here and there from when they went awry off on their own. And you're saying to yourself, well, the sensei made it look so easy. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> what you're saying. And it is impressive when you're watching those uh, old Bruce Lee movies and he could wing them like there was no tomorrow. And you just think it's really easy until you actually put them in your hand and find out how real of a challenge it is. One of the things I love about Jackie Chan movies is how he puts his bloopers out so you can see. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> exactly. a riot that way. Yeah. But back to my word, which is new. Yes. Well, Sensei Lydia and I were talking before we went on air, and I thought of new student, but she thought of new technology, and they're both good subjects. So I think we'll start with new student and move on to new technology. Yes. Okay? Because yes. they're both great. Yes. I love the idea of a new student in, in two respects. I love thinking back to that minute when that was me, which sure. for the three of us was a couple of days ago. One or, <laughs> One or two. We're not even going to say couple on the word years on that, are we? <laughs> or decades. <laughs> and the magic of something new and how the, the transition to looking at something that you know and love in a new way is the big challenge with staying with it. If you just want to always have someone entertain you and it and feels brand new to you, then karate would not be something you would stay with because karate is all about repetition. And making it new to yourself. But that challenge, I think I've used this quote a few times on the podcast here, the challenge is to see something old in a new way. And that is not my sentence. A, a, a really smart person said it, although I have not found the quote online yet. So if you're out there and you find the quote online, you know you've got to call us and tell us. You can tell us at Wildcat Dojo all over the web at .com for our webpage, Wildcat Dojo Conversations on Instagram, or just Dojo Conversations at AOL. And get in touch with us and tell us if you know about that quote. But when you're with something for a very long time, to look at it again in a new way with fresh eyes is, I don't like the word challenging there. I I think I like the word necessary. Ah. Mm. Another N word. Necessary. (laughs) I didn't even know I did that. And everybody finds their own way to do that or they don't. And every teacher tries to look at each student in that new way when they come into the dojo or classroom teachers into the classroom so that they're not branding a student as being a certain way. Something else we've said many times on this show, please try to take the stand of start each day fresh. And new. Yeah. 
to go from the, that, um, let's call it that new car feel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to new technology and staying in the car thing. New technology is challenging. Oh, yes, it is. Right? Absolutely. It absolutely is. And at the same time, it's very exciting, mm-hmm. um, especially if you have a thirst for learning, mm-hmm. which as you travel through your karate days and months and years, you're always wanting new information or new technology because you feel that you're bored with the old stuff. Okay, I have this already. And learning something new is always exciting, but the repetition is always there. The repetition never goes away. And you do have to look at the new technology that practice, 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 and practice again. And you made me think of how the person is like thinking about what's next, my next belt, my next yeah. promotion, my next test, and things like that. Another N-word, next. Yes. And how that obsession can make a person not necessarily desire to put the time in on repetition because we could take the concept of repetition out of the dojo and put it anywhere. If you want to be good at something, you've got to repeat it, whether it's gardening or language learning or, or even how about this, even relationships. Oh yes. That's true. Absolutely. Even emotional connections. They take both repetition and the need I went with another N word to look at it freshly or new. Mm -hmm. So it's very confusing, but I want to throw this out at you. So we're looking back over anywhere. Okay. Over collectively a hundred years worth of training. That's a a sad, scary sentence right there. It is a scary sentence. I know. But it's true. Sitting at this (laughs) table. Do you have a place where you said, I have waited so long to touch this thing or or learn this thing that I'm so excited about it? What was yours? Uh, and still is because it's still my favorite kata. It was learning Kurumpha. Oh. I saw, I remember I was a, like a one stripe white belt and I saw Sensei Marcus do Kurumpha and I said, I want to learn that kata. I can't wait to learn that kata. And I was really upset because I was only a white belt and he was a brown belt. And I said, that's a brown belt form. I'm never going to get there. <laughs> that's and how you feel he, about your driver's license. <laughs> exactly. And then when, when the time finally came, I was like so into it. I honestly and scarily can say that I did this kata once I had it from soup to nuts. I ran this kata like six, seven times every night when I got home from karate. Wow. Whether I worked it or not, I stood in front of the mirror in, in, my, in my dining area. I moved the tables and the chairs out of the way. And I just <laughs> looked at myself, do that form over and over and over again, like an obsession. That's awesome. So that was that. And that is a true story. <laughs> Shout out to Sensei Marcus. And I'll try to get this episode to you so you can hear us mention your name. And hey, maybe you'll come on the show someday. Well, that'd be oh, cool. that'd be great. Yeah, wouldn't it? Uh when I looked forward to learning, I saw also, I was probably a white or a green belt, and uh, we were doing a karate show for parents. And I was with Sensei Michelle at one of the, the schools. And she said, I'm going to do this nunchuck kata. And she did a forward roll in it. And I said, oh, oh my goodness. So I didn't know if I was allowed to ask the name of the kata because, you know, 
what's the courtesy? And then, so finally I heard her say to somebody, oh, that, that we call that long chucks. And um, so I waited and I waited. And finally this year. No, not in 2022. In 2021. She started uh, teaching it and I, I started learning it. Well, you know, new things are hard. But we had tried to get to it before that a few times. But it, time management is it, another thing. It doesn't belong on the end podcast, but that is no, a whole other thing. And we have a whole episode about time, time management. management. But we are here now. And now that we're talking about now and being in the moment, it is always a good thing when we're training to leave our issues at the door in in the dojo and always be in the now and in the moment so that we can empty our cup and be able to um, gather new information and remain right where we're at with the teacher and not going off somewhere in, with our minds into limbo, which sometimes is a very difficult thing to do depending on how our days have gone. But when Wait we're in minute. the dojo... You can just take sometimes right out of that sentence. <laughs> okay. It is always, always a difficult thing to do. Always a difficult and thing to do. And it doesn't just mean, it's not just in the dojo. This is true. This is something that we've talked about a number of times. I remember we had one with your daughter, Shelby. That's right. A conversation where we talked about what they call now mindfulness, yes. which is about yes. being in the here and now. now. Yep. Most importantly, though, it is a serious challenge to stop the internal chatter. And I, I mean, I'll meet the person someday who doesn't have a challenge doing that, but I have not yet met that person. Myself neither. Right. But, you know, I always, I always remembered when I was just starting out in karate and you would say, you're leaving your problems at the door as soon as you enter the dojo because the time is now and now is where you're here to train and nothing else. So being in the now, being focused is very important in learning anything we do and training so that we remain safe and make sure that everybody else around us is safe and we're not hurting anybody. And then it's a quality of life. You're, True. You're, the quality True. of your life is better. What's the Peter Urban saying? Isn't it as simple as today is now? Today is now. Thank you. Exactly. That's what I thought it was. Today is now. And it sounds uh, kind of redundant, but it's an awesome little saying. Somebody could put that somewhere and it helped them remember to try to again quiet some of that chatter of things that have already passed or things left to do. And I'll find one of the many podcasts that we've done on this subject and tag it below in case you want to take some of our tools with you or call us and tell us some of your tools because we could certainly use them. And it's just, it's just always going to be a challenge for human beings not to obsess with the past or the future. Us? Us. Quite a challenge. Yes, it is. So when we're podcasting, when we're recording, I'm pretty empty of all the other things. Something has to trigger a thought for me to even make a note for something that's coming up or whatever. And the same is true in training. In sure. training, it, it's really nice just for my mind to be on the thing that I'm doing. Yes. Whether you're a student or a teacher? Yes. Yes. I think so. Yes, definitely. What about you? Um, almost all the time. But to be truthful... There's this little section of my mind that's fighting with me sometimes. Well, she didn't really mean it in them. (laughs) Let's try to think of one other example outside of the dojo where the immersion is so great that the distractions don't come in as easily. I think on that one date where you and the other person 
find that you are so, if not in love, so together. Compatible. Compatible. That there is not one distraction in the world. It doesn't last very long, but that is a moment in time. That's a good one, right? That's a very good one. I can remember when I was a kid that when I got to to take art lessons, that I learned how to draw and paint. I was there was nothing that would distract me because I was so into it because I didn't really know how to do it and I really don't feel like I had any talent in it. So you had to pay special attention, but I just immersed myself in that and I really wasn't distracted by anything else. That's a good one. Okay, guys, we have got to get to dictionary because we are going to run out of time. So we're going to pause and with the power of the pause button, look up our words. And we are back with our definitions. And I'm going to forewarn you right now, both Sensei Lydia and I, we got boring definitions. And Sensei Lydia is going to start us out. My word was the word now as an adverb at the present time or moment, such as where are you living now? Right. We made it so exciting and fun and they made it into a total snooze alert. (laughs) It is boring. Exactly. (laughs) It is boring. You're right. Well, now. (laughs) Well, now. There you go. So I'll push this on to new. And they had two definitions, but I'm choosing this one. Already existing, but seen, experienced, or acquired recently or now for the first time. See, I kind of related us there. You certainly did. I know. It's really what we said about seeing uh, old things new. Mm-hmm. Everything exactly. old is new again kind of a thing. Right. That's right. And of course, as you all know, new can fit into sentences in all kinds of ways, noun and otherwise. Yes. So Absolutely. please, please save us with nunchaka. Nunchaka is a noun. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you didn't know that. It's a, this is not exactly uh, exciting either. A Japanese martial arts weapon. Consisting of two hardwood sticks joined together by a chain, rope, or, as they say, a thong. Ooh. Ooh. Not an actual thong like we think of thongs today. And so many visuals just came into my head. I know, but I wanted to sing the thong song with the nunchuck. (laughs) No, you do not. But a a thong is a strip of leather. I know that. But still, it was so much fun to read it. Just yuck on too many levels with that. <laughs> For sure. All righty. So there you have it, guys. We had a lot more fun with our words than dictionaries did. As we always do. But I do want to thank you, Sensei Lydia, for coming out for N-Words. My pleasure. It was a lot of fun. It was really fun. And I look forward to seeing all of you on our next show. Bye, everyone. It was a pleasure to be here. And with that, I'm signing out. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.